0: The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike.
1: Be happy, go lucky, be happy, get better taste. Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today.
0: This is Don Wilson, and smokers, there's no doubt about it, Lucky's taste better. And this better taste starts with Lucky's Fine Tobacco. Yes, L S M F T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco in a cigarette that's made better to taste cleaner, fresher, smoother. Cleaner, you bet. In a Lucky, you have a perfect cylinder of fine, clean tobacco, free from those annoying loose ends that get in your mouth and spoil the taste. Fresher, of course. Lucky's are fully packed, without air spaces, hot spots that burn too fast, taste hot, harsh, and dry. And every pack of Lucky's is extra tightly sealed to keep in Lucky's fresher taste. And smoother? Yes, indeed. Lucky's long strands of fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco are made into a cigarette that draws freely and smokes smoothly. So, friends, enjoy a better-tasting cigarette. A cleaner, fresher, smoother smoke. Be happy. Go Lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, the Sportsman Quartet, and yours truly, Don Wolf.
2: Hello, this is CBS, The Star's Address. May I help you?
0: Uh, yes, operator With a change of time From daylight back to standard Could you tell me What program is on At four o'clock
2: Just a minute Say, Mabel What program's on today At four o'clock I don't know, Gertrude I'll look it up In this radio guide.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: hold it, Mabel Hold it Huh? <laughs> look whose picture's on page, a. Well, take off my glove And dial with my naked finger If it ain't that <laughs> <kept it>. simple <laughs> Yes He's not only handsome But look at that strong chin What character Some character (laughs) One night last week He drove me up to Mulholland Drive Pulled over to a lonely spot Turned off the ignition and said Well, what do you know, I'm out of gear No Yes So I said I'll be very happy to buy some I'll bet that embarrassed him Embarrassed him nothing He siphoned a gallon out of his tank And sold it to (laughs) me. But you know, Mabel You can't stay mad at a man like Jack Benny Just look at that picture The way he's standing there so casual and nonchalant with his coat thrown over his arm. Yeah, and just look at those muscles. Muscles where? On the floor, they fell out of his sleeve. (laughs) Oh yeah, excuse me. Yes?
4: Operator, this is Jack Benny.
2: Gertrude, what's the matter? He's waiting for applause. (laughs) I'm not
4: waiting for applause. I'm in my dressing room. Now, operator, with the change of time today, I'd like to check my watch. What time is it, please?
2: Uh, It's 20 minutes to four.
4: 20 minutes to four? That's funny. I got 20 minutes to three.
2: Hold on. Mabel, what time have you got? Uh, 20 minutes to five. (laughs) No, no, honey. You moved your watch ahead an hour, and you're supposed to move it back. Gee, are you dumb? Hmm. Well, I'm not as dumb as Jack Benny. He didn't move it at
3: all. <laughs> How could he?
2: His muscles fell out of his sleeve.
3: <laughs> operator, operator,
4: I heard that, and I'm going to report you. Hmm. That Gertrude thinks she's smart. The last time I give her Ethel for the price of regular. Hmm.
3: <laughs> Now, let's see
4: Where did I put my uh... Oh, so you finally got here
3: Oh, boss
4: Rochester, you know I'm always nervous Before doing a program Why do you have to be late?
1: Late? I got 20 minutes to two <laughs> <laughs> Well, no
4: wonder our watches are all mixed up And it's your fault
1: My fault? Yeah
4: What were you supposed to do at 2 o'clock this morning?
1: What I always do Tiptoe into your room And put a hot water bottle on your
3: feet
4: <laughs> Is that all you did?
1: Well Must confess, boss, I tickled your toes a little Oh, was that you? Yeah, when I saw the way you had your arms around that pillow I figured you were expecting something
4: (laughs) Rochester, I always sleep with my arms around the pillow
1: I know, but last night you looked at it and said Don't you think two can live as cheap
3: as one?
4: See, I do the silliest things in my sleep I can understand putting my arms around a pillow But talking to it Rochester, why didn't you wake me up?
3: I hate to cut in, boss You were dancing
4: (laughs) Well, Rochester, I'm going down to the hall To Miss Livingston's dressing room I'll see you later Gee, but it's great after being out late Walking my pillow back home (laughs) Mary, are you in there?
2: Uh, Just a minute, Jack. I'm not dressed yet. Oh, Pauline. Yes, Miss Livingston. Uh, Mr. Benny wants to come in. Help me into my dress,
3: please. Yes, ma'am.
2: Miss Livingston, how long has he been on your program? Well, Pauline, it isn't my program. It's Mr. Benny's, and Mr. Benny's the star. I just work for him, and he pays me a very nice salary. Not as much as I pay you, but a very nice salary. (laughs) Dress look. mm, it looks all right, Miss Livingston. But if I were you, I'd wear it a little shorter. You have such pretty legs. Oh well, thanks, Pauline. It's too bad you only have two of them.
3: <laughs> uh, what?
2: Well, what I mean is, when you got something so nice, it's too bad you can't have more of it. Well, believe me, Pauline, every girl who has nice legs is perfectly satisfied with just two of them. After all, who'd look at a girl with three legs? <laughs> Everybody.
4: Mary, Mary, how about it? Just
2: a minute.
4: I don't know why it takes women so long to get dressed. Men don't take that long. Rochester throws me together in five minutes. Sometimes quicker than... Jack, Jack. Oh, Bob. Bob, I thought you were on stage
1: rehearsing the band. Well, I stood it just as long as I could.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean?
1: Well, Jack, when I agreed to take over the same orchestra that you always had... I didn't know what I was getting into. What? These guys are driving me nuts. Why? Why, what's wrong? Well, look. In the first place, I'm stuck with an electric guitar player whose nose lights up. I know. Yeah, but there's a trombone player who's chained to the guy sitting next to him. Look, Bob. And a drummer with a candle on his head because it's his birthday. Bob And I'm not even going to mention the accordion player Who cracks peanuts in the
3: pleats
1: (laughs) Well, Bob, Bob, just have patience I'm sure that Oh, Mr. Benny, Mr. Benny What is it,
4: Dennis? John Wilson is looking all over for you You should have started your program 15 minutes ago 15 minutes ago? I got a quarter after three I've got a quarter after four Dennis, what does your watch say? Boulevard
3: (laughs) I don't mean that Anyway,
4: kids, if we're 15 minutes late, we better get out on the stage. Jack! Jack, where have you been? Hurry! Look, Don, this is not my fault. But the program! Don, Don, daylight saving time got me mixed up, but we still have plenty of time to do the sketch, so just take it easy.
2: Uh, Jack, which sketch are we going to do?
4: We're going to do a satire on that wonderful picture, High Noon, which starred Gary Cooper. I am going to play the leading role. You don't even know what time it is.
3: (laughs) quiet.
4: Don, turn to page 12 and introduce our play. Okay,
1: Jack. Bob, is the orcs ready? Well, some of the boys are sitting up. (laughs) Good, good. Take it, Don. Ladies and gentlemen, for our
0: feature attraction of the evening, we're going to present our version of that epic of the West, the Stanley Kramer production of High Noon. The time is the year 1875. The place, the little town of Hadleyville. The scene is in the office of the Justice of the Peace.
4: I'm the town marshal, and my name is Gary Kane. This is my wedding day. Yep, right at this moment, I'm getting married
1: to my sweetheart, Amy. Do not forsake me, oh my darling. On this our wedding. Day. Do not forsake me, oh my God.
4: Do you, Amy, take this man, Gary, to be your lawful wedded husband? I do. Do you, Gary, take Amy for your lawful wedded wife? Yep. <laughs> now repeat after me, Amy. I, Amy, take thee, Gary, to love, honor and cherish,
2: I, Amy, take thee, Gary, to love, honor and cherish,
4: Now you, Gary, I, Gary, take thee, Amy, to love, honor and cherish, I, Gary, take thee, Amy, to love, honor and cherish, And with all my worldly goods I thee endow, (laughs) And with... Repeat it, and with all my worldly goods I thee endowed. Ah, Gary, take thee, Amy, to love, <laughs> honor, and
3: Just
2: as I even had to buy the ring. <laughs>
0: I now pronounce you man and wife. Gary,
2: my husband.
4: Amy, my bride. Kiss me. Ah, uh uh, uh uh it's customary for the justice of the peace to get the first kiss. Stand aside, Amy, the man wants to kiss me. I mean her. <laughs> oh come on, Mary. Amy.
3: <laughs>
0: then, then Mary is
4: playing the part of Amy. Let's get going on our honeymoon.
2: Gee, Gary, I'm so glad you're going to give up your job as marshal and put those awful guns away.
4: Yes, Amy. Now we can have a peaceful life. Marshal! Marshal! Yeah, what's up?
0: Terrible news. Frank Miller's been released from jail. Yeah. No. Yeah, and he's arriving
1: in town at high noon. High Noon.
0: Noon, and three of his henchmen are waiting at the railroad station to meet him. Where are my
4: guns? And I better swear in some deputies. I gotta get Frank Miller before he gets me.
2: Gary, tell me, what's this all about?
4: Amy, five years ago, I arrested Frank Miller and sent him to jail. He vowed he'd kill me when he got out. So I gotta get him first.
2: But, Gary, you may be killed. I don't want to become a widow on my wedding day. I want to go on a honeymoon.
4: Look, Amy, I can't run away. You wouldn't want to be married to a coward, would you? Well,
2: I'd do anything to get out of the May Company.
4: (laughs) It was then I realized that Amy, spelled sideways, was May. (laughs) But I had my duty to perform, even if it meant losing Amy. I went outside. I walked the hot, dusty, deserted streets. Looking in vain for men to serve as deputies.
3: Oh, to be torn twixt
1: love and duty, supposing oh, I lose my fair hair beauty. Look at that big hand move along here in high
3: noon.
1: He made a vow while in state's prison. Vows would be my life for his. I
4: went everywhere looking for deputies. I went to their homes to the general store. I went to the town saloon. In fact, we had a scene in the saloon, but we cut it because Phil Harris is on another network. (laughs) Finally, I went looking for desperate Dennis McNulty, the man who had been my assistant. Suddenly I saw him. He came riding towards me.
3: Whoa,
1: whoa! Now, easy old
3: paint.
4: <laughs> I never had the heart to tell him. <laughs> he rode that cow everywhere. In fact, he was the man who originated the white line down the middle of the street. <laughs> He dismounted and said
1: Hiya, Gary Congratulations I heard you just got married That's
4: right, I did
1: Who'd you marry? The school teacher?
4: No way
1: They always do in westerns (laughs) Look,
4: I haven't time to talk about that I'm in trouble, Frank I'm in trouble Frank Miller's coming back in town to kill me (laughs) To hell,
1: also a rehearsal.
3: <laughs>
1: you sure do. Came to the right man. I'll help you. You will? Sure, you're not afraid? Of course not. When I see Frank Miller, I'll sneak up behind him. Uh huh. Then I'll stick my gun in his back and say, "Feet up."
4: You mean hands up?
1: No, feet up. Pat him on the (laughs) popo. What? Let's hear him laugh. (laughs) As
4: I left him. Turned the cow over on its back And was milking it It looked like the fountain At Wilshire and Santa Monica I kept I kept walking on through the town Looking for help The streets were deserted It was getting close to high noon And I had to find somebody to deputize So I just kept
3: walking
4: Walking Look.
3: We think it's time for our commercial. <laughs> this sketch may take all day.
0: We want to sing about those luckies,
1: those good old luckies, fine taste and luckies. 'Cause lucky strikes our favorite
0: friend. Everyone's tearing
1: and comparing. Everyone's standing round us staring. Look at that big hand move along near in high noon. Lucky's our so much better tasting. Give him another time's a wastin'. He's not afraid of death, but oh, what will he do? Without lucky No truer
3: words were ever spoken We heard them from our ma and pa
1: Remember when those guns start smoking Be sure it's lucky Those good old luckies
0: So
3: free and
1: easy on the
3: draw. Never <laughs>
4: running short. Still, I could find no one to help me. I was a marked man. No one would even come near me. This was before the days of chlorophyll. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. In my search for help, I wandered down to the Mexican Quarter. I came upon a group of people who were having a fiesta. Needing a deputy badly, I approached one of the men and said. Pardon me, senor, but do you know who I am?
3: Si
4: <laughs> You know there's a man out to kill me? Si Would you be willing to help me? Si What's your name? Sai Sai? Si Now you, you senorita, are you a sister? Si is it all right for your brother to help me? Si sí. What's your name?
2: Conchita Guadalupe Lolita Hernandez Gonzalez Clarita Del Prado Romano Rosita Ramirez
3: <laughs> Conchita
4: Guadalupe Lolita Hernandez Gonzalez Clarita Del Prado Romano Rosita Ramirez Si sí. But that name is too long what can I call you? Sue
3: <laughs> Sue? <laughs>
4: but I was talking to her, wasn't I?
2: See. <laughs>
4: what do you do for a living?
2: So. <laughs>
3: so? Sí. Couldn't
4: take a chance on Cachita Guadalupe, Lalita Hernandez, Gonzalez Clarita, Del Prado, Ramona, Rosita, Ramira getting killed. <laughs> it would drive the tombstone maker nuts.
3: <laughs> but
4: now I had to make up my mind. I wasn't going to wait for Miller to come looking for me. I decided to go down to the railroad station and wait for him.
1: made a vow while in state prison. it would be my life for his. And I'm not afraid of death, but oh, what will I do if you leave me?
4: I reached the railroad station. Frank Miller's train was due to arrive at high noon. with only a few minutes to wait. I went inside.
3: Train now loading on track five
0: for <laughs> Anaheim, <laughs> Arzuma, <laughs> and Cruz. Come
4: on, go. I was alone in the station except for one cowboy. Thinking I could make him a deputy, I went over to talk to him. What's your name, partner?
1: Tex Crosby. Tex, eh? Then you were born in Texas. No, I was born in Louisiana, but ain't nobody gonna call me Louise. <laughs> That's an old joke. Well, it was new in 1875. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you doing here anyway, Tex? Well, I'm awaiting for Frank Miller to arrive. We're going to kill the town marshal.
4: Oh, you are, eh? Well, I'm the
1: town marshal. And I'm going to kill you.
4: Train now leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Coop. Well, I'll give you a fighting chance. When well, I count three,
1: draw and shoot. Okay. One, two... Three. Oh,
3: among us. <laughs>
1: I got you, Tex. Oh, oh, oh.
4: As he lay there, he reminded me of his brother. <laughs> he was a groaner too. <laughs> Now I had gotten rid of one of the killers. The high noon train pulled into the station. Came to a stop. Frank Miller got off the very last car and was met by his two remaining henchmen. This was my deed with destiny. I felt a lonely silence as I walked toward the three men who wanted to kill me. Alone in the blazing noonday sun with my hands on my guns. Slowly, I kept a going towards them. My clumsy sound man got up, and I continued walking. <laughs> sweating. My throat was dry. I knew that within one minute, either they or I would be dead. As soon as I got within pistol range, I drew my gun and fired. Yep, I killed all three of
3: them without
4: giving them a chance to talk. This wasn't the way it was done in the picture, but I know how to save money on actors. (laughs) I was safe now. My only problem was whether to ask my wife to come back to me or go looking for Conchita Guadalupe, Lolita Hernandez, Gonzalez Clarita Del Prado, Ramona Rosita Ramirez. But regardless of the mix up in daylight saving time, I and the whole town knew it was high
3: noon.
0: We'll be back in just a moment.
1: But first... Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today.
0: Friends, you'll find Lucky's taste better, taste cleaner, fresher, smoother, because Lucky Strike gives you fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco in a cigarette that's made better to taste better. Lucky's taste cleaner because Lucky's perfect cylinder of fine, clean tobacco is free from those annoying loose ends that get in your mouth and spoil the taste. Lucky's taste fresher because they're fully packed without air spaces, hot spots that burn too fast, taste hot, harsh, and dry, and every pack of Lucky's is extra tightly sealed to keep in that fresher taste. Lucky's taste smoother because in a Lucky you get long strands of fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco in a cigarette that draws freely and smokes smoothly. Yes, friends, Lucky's taste better. It's all for your own real deep-down smoking enjoyment. For a cleaner, fresher, smoother smoke, be happy, go lucky. Make your next carton lucky strike. Be happy,
3: go lucky,
1: go lucky strike today.
2: Oh, my goodness, Mabel, I forgot about the man on the phone He's still waiting Hello?
0: How about it, Operator? What program goes
2: on
1: at 4 o'clock?
2: The Jack Benny program, but you just missed it I did? Yeah, but don't worry Next Sunday's October 5th And you'll not only be able to hear him on radio But immediately following it, he'll be on television, too
1: Oh, good The world is waiting
0: The Jack Benny Program is written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephberg, George Balzer, John Packerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes.
4: This is the CBS Radio Network. Thank you.